Do you have a great idea, but don't know where to start in creating it? Have you started an idea, but don't know what direction you need to take it in? Karma Comics and our team of creatives can help you take your creation from a simple idea to a masterpiece. Visit www.karmacomics.org and schedule an idea consultation. Let us foster your idea, empower your creativity, and manifest your legacy. What's up, man? Happy belated. What's up? Um, not much. Uh, I had a birthday. Okay. Happy, happy belated birthday. Um, I'm sure the viewers feel the same way. They're like, you know, wow. You know? 55, man. That, that, tell us how you feel. The old. Old? Yeah. I mean, you were, you were in the war, the war. The war. <laughs> it's one of the world ones, right? One of the world wars, if I yeah. remember correctly. Um, <laughs> the, the Great War. It's the first one. Um. So, what'd you do for your birthday? Um. Didn't didn't like go out to do anything. Mm. Um, I'm too old for that. I mean, COVID affects older people more than it does young people, so that's a smart move. <laughs> we just stayed here. Uh, now, uh, Aaron made me dinner. Ooh, what'd you make? Uh, How, what do you make a chef for dinner? Like, that is... <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I'm confused. Hold on, I'm really confused now. Okay. What do you Aaron make a chef is- for dinner? Aaron usually does the cooking. Really? Yeah, she doesn't like me to cook when I'm here. Oh, like, because you cook all day, or? No, she just thinks that's what she's supposed to do. I don't know. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> Air Bear, the strongest, one of the strongest women I know, is like, oh, it's a woman's responsibility to cook and do the laundry? Is I mean, <laughs> wait a minute. No, we don't do our own laundry. Oh, uh. <laughs> oh, do you use a service? Yeah. Me too. <laughs> that is so funny. I hate laundry. I don't even hate laundry, actually. I did laundry yesterday, right? Because I have to do the sheets and the towels. So I did the sheets and towels yesterday. But we, we put our stuff in a bag, leave it outside, they pick it up, and then they bring it back clean and fold it. Like that's what we do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if if for all the people listening who are judging us right now, like like do it once, and I bet you'll do it for the rest of your life. Uh huh. I mean, it's it's actually amazing. Um, no. So I mean, she cooked, and well, I mean, what did she make? Is she like a gourmet chef? <clears throat> Is she Steve Caliber cook? Chef? 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 Lady chef? I mean, I obviously I, I cook better. Okay. Okay. Right. I mean, I would no. say so. I, I'm just confused at all of this. I don't know. Um, she's a very good. She's a very good cook. Mm. Uh, would you hire her? Huh? <laughs> you heard me. Look, <laughs> I said, would you hire her? I didn't hear you. Oh, you did not hear me. Would you hire her on your line? 
Wow. <laughs> she wouldn't be your sous chef. She wouldn't be your. <laughs> if she's not your sous, then I don't. I mean, I don't know, man. That's so funny. Is she around you? Can she hear you? <laughs> I don't want to get you no. in trouble. Um. Anywho, so that that sounds great. That sounds really cool. Um. Did you get any gifts? Yeah, this year was this year has been a weird. I got spoiled this year. Yeah, spoiled this you year. Know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, you're reaching your golden years. I mean, you should be spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> Near retirement, you should be should be definitely uh, spoiled. I'm trying so to skew your to, age so nobody could know. I used to play guitar in my younger years. Mm-hmm. Um, when we and Eric were sent together, I had a bunch of guitars. Um, we were broke back then. <laughs> you know, when we had, when we had Addison, you know, things were tight. And so I ended up selling most of my stuff. Mm. And, uh, I haven't had a guitar since then. It's been about 11 years. Wow. Uh, and so she, uh, she bought me a guitar for my birthday this year. What's How do you know which one to buy someone? Um, she remembers the brand that I like. Oh, yeah. What what brand do you like? I'm a Fender Stratocaster player. Alright, I got a Fender too. That's pretty cool. I have a Fender acoustic and a Fender electric. There you go. I cannot play them. Um <laughs> <laughs> by any means I'm a drummer so I can drum but uh, you know I want to start a karaoke um, YouTube channel called Karma Karaoke check it out um, not you but everybody else you're not welcome to the channel um, I'm gonna watch <laughs> you are not welcome to the channel you um, invited you their filters publicly invite me to the channel I I specifically said you can it, like there's filters you can't you can't find um <laughs> there's a, you can put names on your YouTube channels on who can't watch and um every single Stephen McCray cannot watch my YouTube channel all of them they're not welcome I'm just joking but I wanted to get guitars so that I could A learn how to play and also look like I'm playing <laughs> It's like, you know, like props, um, but they're expensive props. So, um, who's your favorite band? Like, who's your favorite? We never talked about this. And as much as I appreciate your music tastes, I've never, ever, like, learned about it specifically. I was more shocked at who was playing and not really asking the real question as to why they were playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't I I don't know if I can answer that in a in a short form answer because well, we have I have so, I mean I'm not sure I what you're so doing. Many, uh, I have a baby shower later. Um it's not mine, know, like, so I don't care. You know, I like there's there's bands that I like and there's mm. individuals that I like and there's guitar players that I like. Well let's break it down. Let's break it down. I'll go first, just in case, you know, these questions are hard for you. I will frame the answers. Because we got into an argument this week, ladies and gentlemen. Steven and I, we had our first fight. 
and um, I won, <laughs> obviously. Um, but it, it got a little, it got a little tense, you know, um, because we love each other so much, and it's, sometimes it's hard to reconcile that love. Okay, it's hard to, you know, it's it's hard to separate the love you have for somebody for the contempt you have of their opinion. So, um, through that, like I I was, I was in like, I was in like a state, I was in a state, like I just sent my last message, which is like, whatever, dude, what was the last thing I said? I was like, whatever, dude, kiss my black ass or something like that. And then I just needed to go into my happy place and to start this series of questioning, my favorite band in the entire world is Radiohead. So, in order to get to escape all the things that are going on in the real world, I just flip on some Radiohead, and I am my most creative. I was able to write a little bit. I did my business's finances. I was I was just unstoppable when I was playing Radiohead, and then nothing could touch me. Um, who was your favorite band, Assembly? You, you want to know, before, before I answer that, you want to know yep. something super funny? What's that? So, Aaron, Aaron gets, buys me this guitar, and I get it tuned up, and I get it set up and everything, and uh, obviously, I can't, I, I can't play like I used to, so I've, I've got to kind of work into these things, but the, uh, the song that I use to refresh my memory is one of my favorite uh, guitar licks of all time. And that is uh, a talk show hosted by Radiohead. Yeah. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> yeah. Doom, doom. Yeah. That's it's amazing. Yeah. Um, I like national anthem. You know, like that's my shit. Like, I. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite guitarists. Now we're talking about that. One of my favorite guitar riffs and is the intro to Karma Karaoke is Everything's In by Bush. That, I just, I love that, that like, doom, 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just so like, oh, it's amazing. It just always wakes me up. You know what I mean? It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what I mean? And Bush is such yeah. an underrated band. It was Bush, uh, um, I forget the title of the, it's, uh, what was their first album? Something 16? 16? Uh... Oh, when it comes to Bush, you're going to have to... You don't, have no you don't know Bush? Damn. Not a Bush fan. Now I'm accustomed to Googling things here. <laughs> Alright. What was that Bush album? It was the first album I ever bought. Uh, 16 Stone, that's it. So 16 Stone was the first album I'd ever bought. Where I'm from, there's this place called Ed McKay's Bookstores. And I received a CD from a friend of mine in high school. Um, and he goes, I, I think he'd like this. And I was like, okay. So when I played the mix CD, it had some Bush on it. It had Duncan Sheik. It had um, freaking New Radicals. It had John Mayer. It had like a whole bunch of, it had an array of music. And I fell in love with that CD. So I was like, who is this band? Like it had everything Zen. It had... Um, 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 ah, shit, monkey wrench. Let me, I forget. 
Yeah, it's called Monkey Wrench. So it had all these songs on it. And I was like, who is this band? So I like looked it up on the internet, the internets, as we called it at the time, because it was brand new, kind of. And um, saw that it was 16 Stone. So I went to Ed McKay's and was like, do you guys have 16 Stone by Bush? And the, the person looked at me like I was crazy. Um, and then walked me over to Bush and then was like, here. So I bought that. I also bought John Mayer. I also bought, um, I bought my first Soundgarden album. Um, and yeah, I mean, all the rest is history. So I wanted to learn the drums after that. After I, uh, heard Jesus Christ pose by Soundgarden, I was like, I want, I'm a drummer. (laughs) I actually wanted to be a bassist. I wanted to play bass because that's what black kids do. And I went into the store and all the bases that I tried, they felt uncomfortable to me. They just didn't feel right. And, um, I saw this kid like kind of just playing around on the drums and my dad was like, well, you should try to see if you are into the drums. I was like, okay. So the kid leaves, I get behind the drums and he goes, yeah, you seem more natural behind the drums. I was like, oh, word up. Like, yeah, I think I'm a drummer. Um, but the problem was, is I'm left-handed and that's why they were feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm a left-handed guitar player, um, or string player. So, you know, are you left-handed or right-handed? I am right-handed. Mm. So who's and your band? Even if I was left-handed, I'd play right-handed. Can you, can you like, cause it just feels so weird to me. All the, the guitars that I bought are left-handed now well the electric one is not but i have two acoustics and one electric and um they're both left you, have, you just have to do it you just have to just flip it you have, you have to do it one for the real reason that you have to do it is that your uh your selection of guitars increases by a hundred percent obviously <laughs> right and then it's cheaper there's also your, the, the you know pseudo reason to do it is that no one respects a left-handed guitar player they shouldn't because I can't play for shit I've been trying <laughs> for like the better part of a week and I'm like I can't get any of this down I just tuned it correctly I, both of my acoustics <laughs> are tuned fine finally and I'm like I okay let's go I'm trying to be Trey Anastasio and I can't be because I'm left-handed um, who's your favorite band? Favorite band? Jesus. Uh, you told me in our argument that you could make lists. That was one of my that was one of my sticking points in the argument is that you don't even you don't even make lists of things that you like. And you said I can make I lists. Do. I do. I like so many. I don't know how to rank them. That's There's got to be one above the others. There's got to be one that just popped right in your head as soon as I asked the question. That's usually how it works, no. right? What happened? No. You just all the bands ever just start playing through your head at the same time. Uh, if I'm gonna, if, if uh, bands, I'm gonna have to go to the Doors. The Doors. How did that? I think I knew that. I think I knew that. I don't know why, but I think. I think I knew that. I think you're the only person I've ever known to say the doors. I think I only listened to the doors because you were playing the doors at the restaurant. <laughs> and I was like, who is this? I was like, who's this wailing bitch? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. 
Who's this pensive child? What is what is this? No, I'm just joking. I, I, I'd love the doors, actually. They're actually great. Um, the the doors are a huge inspiration for Radiohead, so that's how they got my respect. Um, so I'm, I like making lists. So number one is definitely Radiohead. And this is of all time. To me. Of all time, Radiohead. Number two, Pink Floyd. Number three, I'm into corn. Um, number four, actually, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Soundgarden three, Corn four, and then five. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go local natives, man. I I'm not sure if you know who they are, but if there ever been a series of guys to understand that they are supposed to be together and sing together, it's local natives. They're great. They harmonize perfectly. It's kind of great. I advise you to listen to them. Yeah, they have a great album. They have, all their albums are like just amazing. Um, do you have the same list? Uh, absolutely not. You don't have the same? No, 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 not the same people. I, but I'm saying like a list of five. <laughs> I don't think, I, and I actually don't think I have any of those bands on. I have any of those bands on my phone. You don't have at least Pink Floyd. <sighs> No. Wow. Um, um, let's hear it. Let's hear your list. I would say the Doors. Okay. And this is, mind you, this, uh, after the Doors, this is in no particular order. Okay. Um, doors. Metallica. Wow. That's surprising. Um, flying the Family Stone. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I, you didn't react during my list. Please continue. Um, the Revolution. Uh, Prince and the Revolution. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's a really good one. Um, and then Jeez. Um, the E Street Band. Uh, Dave Matthews. Um, no. Who's the East Street man? The, the boss, man. Oh, uh, aha. <laughs> right. The boss. Why, why do you say that? Well, you're seeing the band because we're talking about bands, but wouldn't, wouldn't, uh, Bruce Springsteen be the person you say? Right. I mean. Well, Bruce Springsteen is a person. He's not the East Street band. Well, it's and the Street Street. Band. so the E Street Band is your favorite band, and Bruce Springsteen doesn't have to be a part of this group for them to be your favorite band. Right. Okay, I understand that. Wow. It's kind of like it's kind of like like the Roots, right? The Roots are essentially um, Questlove, no? Yeah, Questlove and uh, others, but I guess Black Thought is separate then. Right. Okay. No, I can see that. Um, that's a good list. I, I don't know about Slide in the Family Stone, um, uh, but you no, know, it's a solid list. Prince of the Revolution is not one I think of often, but my parents would love you for that. They like kind of built their relationship off Prince. That's how they kind of got together with their love for Prince uh, and their kind of dislike for Michael Jackson (laughs) we were raised thinking that Michael Jackson was a creep and that Prince was less creepy somehow Um, as a kid I thought he was just as creepy but he's I I think definitely a better like 
vocalist. I mean, he can shatter glass with his voice. It's kind of insane. I mean, what is what is what is what is dinner like at uh, at the Lane household? You know, in that situation. So first Listen off, here, boy, you're standing up, right? This is. <laughs> this, is a, this is a prince household. Right. So yeah. you bring in that, that, that Michael here. Jackson shit. That, that, that's, yeah. <laughs> you get grounded for listening to Michael Jackson. He was a feature. You know what I mean? I'm listening to Paul McCartney, like, and Michael Jackson just happens to be on the song, and then I get in trouble for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, only Prince um, collaborations, no Michael Jackson collaborations in the land. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um,. <laughs> No, well, that's a solid-ass list, man. I really dig it. I mean, you know, um, I can see you being Van Morrison. Oh, what was his name? It was Van, right? No. What was his name? What was the lead singer of The Doors' name? Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison. Van Morrison somebody completely different. <laughs> yeah, man. Van is like uh, the Warren Buffett of Oklahoma. Um, Van, Van Morrison is a band. Was he? What band was he in? No, Van Morrison was the name of the man. Wait, there's a guy named Van Morrison, though. He sings Wild Nights. Yeah, that's the name of that band. But though. what's the name of the guy? Oh, I don't know. I'm sure his name is Van Morrison, right? It might be. I don't listen to Van Morrison, so I don't know. I like Van Morrison. I'm, I'm actually... <laughs> I'm actually... That's the only Morrison I give any respect to. Um, right. I'm just... <laughs> Why am I? Why do yeah. I always fight you? What? We start talking about Steely Dan next. Yes, Steely Dan is like my. That's that's me. Like if I were any singer, I wouldn't be Tom York. I'd be Steely Dan. I'd be mm-hmm. Donald Fagan. That's me. That's why I pick up the guitar. I want to be Donald Fagan. Uh huh. Why? How? Why are you picking on Steely Dan? Why are you doing that? They're not on the really? table. You can talk about Radiohead. I'm used to it. People always talk about, it's so sad. You're going to kill yourself? <laughs> like, don't joke about that. Hey, <laughs> me, their songs aren't about any of that. I don't understand what people are talking about. Um, I, I appreciate you not coming at Radiohead. You're the first person who I've ever said I like Radiohead to. And you've been like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, that they're a good I like, I like Radiohead. Right, right. But everyone else is like, ooh, it's so sad. <laughs> Why are you so sad? You need a hug? Like, no. Like, they rock. Like, they rock like anybody else. Um, get, what are the, what's the worst band you can think of? Like, just one you just can't really attach yourself to. Like, I just, I can't. Um, <laughs> um, Warned. Warned? Yeah. Oh, fuck those. Like, that whole like genre I think I don't like that's why I don't write specifically say those guys I can't get into Foo Fighter man I just I can't I can't get into the food oh I love Foo Fighter. I've tried man I've really tried I've tried like I like a few of their songs but I like less of their songs than any other band I think I can think of like even Warrant I'm sure there's a song maybe three songs that I like only like two Foo Fighter songs and I've listened to pretty much their whole catalog no, I don't. I don't. I don't think that you like any any warrant songs. Nobody does. <laughs> I'm sure I could find one. I'm like, okay, well, for the time, this is probably better than White Snake. <laughs> I mean, the yeah, only yeah. the only song that warrant this is the only song that people know of warrant is Cherry Pie. You don't like Cherry Pie. <laughs> 
you don't like the song Cherry Pie? I can imagine you coming uh, to the song Cherry Pie. I don't know why that image just popped yeah. in my head of you in the kitchen. She's my cherry pie. And you like cooking risotto. You know I, mean? I just had that image in my head. You cooking risotto for the song <laughs> Cherry Pie. <laughs> I, I feel that. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like that whole like hair band, uh, cock rock, whatever it's called. Like I'm not into that, right? But even Nickelback has like two songs. And I'm like, okay, like yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Nickelback, Nickelback, <laughs> yeah. You're throwing photograph. <laughs> you're throwing a you're throwing a lot of rock bands into a category that they don't belong into. <laughs> Cock rock. No. What's Nickelback? They hair they hair metal, which is like white thing right, and more. more and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And then there's there's like alternative rock, which is like that '90s, early 2000s, like oh, like Jet, Nickelback, Jet, thing. Nickelback, Buck Cherry, all those guys. I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. But that I think those one leads into the other, right? They didn't have the hair, but they're singing about you know like drugs and vagina, right? But the songs that I like about from Nickelback are not about drugs <laughs> or vag, right? Vaj. Right, it's about like right. something, you know. Um, the thing hey, about Foo Fighters, well, Foo Fighters is not in any of those. No, 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 I'm not. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm saying like I can find more songs I like from those guys than I can from Foo Fighters. Is what I'm saying. Really? I, I don't like those genres at all. Right? I don't like the alternative cock rock. I don't like the hair band music. I don't. But, it's fine. Some people, some people like messages, and some people like vagina. <laughs> you can like both and be like, okay, well, what is Foo sing about? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, you need to pick a side, Foo, is what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> pick a side. Um, okay, let's go into individuals now. So, for me, the best singer ever to me. Just off of like sheer talent and creativity and all that jazz. I'm sorry? (laughs) What did you say? Pat (laughs) Benatar. She's great. (laughs) But I'm Stevie Wonder. Hands down to me is like, I mean, Stevie Stevie Wonder. You said tomato (laughs) farm? No, that's best haircut. I'm talking about singing talents. Sinead has the best haircut and uh, political message. I'm talking about sing- sheer vocal talent, and that's Stevie Wonder. Stevie. Stevie Wonderful is what I call him. Yeah. yeah. I would uh, I would have to put uh, it'd be hard to, it would it'd be hard for me to decide mm-hmm. uh, just talking in terms of voice. Um, but it would have to be Marvin Gaye or Stevie Wonder. Marvin Gaye? He's not one that often comes up in conversation. Actually. Oh, oh Marvin. You, oh, I know. I've heard you listen to him. It scared the hell out of me. I didn't know what was going on in there. I thought you were being held hostage. Um, but... so, this is, this is, so this is interesting, right? Because this is... Uh, this is, this is uh, what lots of um, people forget about people who come from places that I come from, right? Right. Um, 
except so there's um there's a hip hop artist out um he's been out for a little while um you may be familiar his name's Yellow Wolf he's from Alabama huh he's from Alabama correct great town I love yep. Yellow Wolf I think he's a great town and he he has this whole um American thing this whole American lifestyle mm. um which is uh, an easy way to describe it to people is it's country I'm from people the slums. who grew up listening to Leonard Skinner mm-hmm. and Tupac. It's an easy way to to describe these, you know. And that's kind of how I grew up because my parents weren't. Um, my mom listened to a lot of like Fly the Family Stone and Prince and Michael Jackson and all this, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Smokey Robinson, and then my dad listened to a lot of David uh, Alco, classic rock. Oh, wow. uh, and so those two worlds melded, but they also both appreciated um, things in the early stages of the suburban expansion of hip hop, if you if you want to call it that. You know, your mm. Run DMCs, your um, uh, Sugar Hill Gang, um, Beastie Boys, uh, NWA, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm. Um, and so that's the whole spectrum. This is in Oklahoma. <laughs> this happened in Oklahoma. And I'm, that's a, I'm of, asking, is this happening in Oklahoma? Like your parents listen to this stuff? Yeah, I mean, that's. I think it benefited them that they were also that they were. Um, they were both from California oh, um, and then, okay. and then relocated to Oklahoma yeah. but, me as a, but me as an individual having those two people as my parents mm. benefited from those from I the fact that they liked those things so that's interesting because I read a Facebook thread uh, yesterday and it doesn't seem like people from Oklahoma are into um, anything with color no, he, 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 he. <laughs> and I didn't want to comment because I keep forgetting I'm black sometimes. So like I don't want to get put on that thread because they'll tear me apart. I, I was terrified to respond, but I just liked what you said because uh, that was as close as I was going to get to that. Um, and you, you know, after I put, after I commented on that. There's a guy that commented on my post, and obviously he didn't ha- he didn't have anything uh, embarrassing <laughs> to say. He just attacked my weight. Really? What he went on your page? Yeah. And then and then so I was like, okay. And so I got on his I I I, I deep dived on his Facebook, mm-hmm. and then I found him on Twitter, and then I found him on Instagram, and then I found him on I found a bunch of articles about him on Google. And realized that he was a fucking cop. Oh wow! And then so I posted, I replied to him, and uh, asked him if, if you know, if this picture was a picture of him, and it was that uh, guy from Reno 911 with the little shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dangle was his name, uh, Officer Dangle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, we all know about you, sir. Like, 
my weight may be one thing, but at least I'm open with my weight, and I'm very open with my sexuality, too, you fucking joke. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> anyway. No, it's crazy. It's, I mean, Facebook comment section or YouTube comment section is the most disgusting thing. Um, oh, they're great. I mean, it's just, I mean... If you have hope for America, go to YouTube and read a comment about anything. I mean, anything. <laughs> it doesn't have to be about politics anymore. You get a cat video, and I mean, Wyatt Sinek is a comedian. He said, like, you just read the the videos on like a like the comments on a cat video, and you'll just you know you'll just see the most disgusting comments about the world and as a whole. Um, but neither here nor there. So. Um, I appreciate your openness with music. My father uh, is a hip-hop head. My father is all about rap and hip-hop. So is my mother. But like I said, they love Prince. They love... um, My mom loves Angela Winbush. My dad loves, like, you know, Hank Williams Jr. You know what I mean? Like, Like, so I was also raised in a household that, you know... Um, had a, a very eclectic music taste. Now, of my family, my music taste is more eclectic. My parents look at what I'm listening to and they're like, Enya? I'm like, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, <I mean? laughs> yeah, it's an Enya kind of day. They're like, what? <laughs> like, Bjork? Yeah, absolutely Bjork, right? Like, oh, I, God. Yeah, I love Bjork. I actually downloaded so much of her music last night. Um, Because I think yeah, it's just unique. It. <laughs> Missed up by the shoreline crying. Oh, yeah, man. Like, that's how Icelandics cry, is Bjork music. <laughs> like, that's how they sound when they cry. Uh, <laughs> and I can feel the pain. I just, I love it. I'm like, come on, get up, get up, move. I'm trying to fix. Get out of the way. <laughs> right? I love it. I love it. Um, but at the same time, like, there's, I have this auditory thing. I'm like, like, 100% auditory learner. So, like, there's some voices or some musics that are offensive to me. Like, they, they, I'm like, oh, you know, I got to get this out of my ear because A, it's going to get stuck in my head. And B, like, it's literally, like, not hurting my ears, but it's like, ooh, like, this is not how noises should be formed. You know what I mean? Like, it's just gross. And one of those is, uh, I don't like, uh, like, mumble rap. I don't like like most of the new music now i can't understand what they're saying so it's or they repeat the same thing so many times that it's just you know i I just don't understand (laughs) all these guys have more money than me (laughs) it's like what like what like they have so much money it's like how how does that work I, i can say the same thing over a beat we could be the best rappers in the world steven do you understand with, with both of our talent combined, we could be, we could be like, I don't even know, like, I, uh, Ebony and Ivory of the rap game. <laughs> I, I, I have a huge hip-hop fan. I, I love hip-hop. I don't know about this rap stuff. Um, I, still, I, I still don't know. I mean, well, I, I think anybody could do mumble rap. I think you're absolutely right about right. that. I don't know if we could be the best rapper in the world. I think we could. Not like mumble rappers, not rapper. Kendrick Lamar is the best rapper. I mean, I'm not touching Kendrick, but I'm talking about... I mean, Eminem is the best rapper. I'm sorry. Let me correct myself. Eminem is the best rapper. Kendrick's in a different league, okay? Kendrick is the closest thing to hip-hop we've got still, and he's a rapper. You know what I mean? Hip-hop just, as a whole, on a mainstream level, just doesn't exist anymore. 
I, 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 you know, this, you bring Kendra, Kendrick up, yes. and I've always wanted to ask somebody else this yep. question because I love Kendrick, right? I love Kendrick. Yeah, I, I think I think he I think the messages in his songs are important Powerful. and they're yeah. artistic. They're right? always they're always on point. Mm-hmm. But I was going through some of his, uh, his song, the songs in his catalog. Mm-hmm. I got to be real honest. I don't know if I actually enjoy them. Really? Like what? Like what song made you question like, your well, Kendrickness, your Kendrosity? I, 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 not, it wasn't any song specifically, but like I, I don't know if it's like if it's stuff that I would play like while I'm driving. Right. You know what I mean? Or just right. like trying to vibe out to. Right. Like it's not like. And now I think that that adds to his like allure. I think he has a little bit of something for everybody. So, what I love about you know, Kendrick Lamar, I feel, I feel the same way about I feel the same way about Pac. You know, like oh, I really like it. I really like his shit, but like if I'm just trying to vibe out, I'm not putting Pac on. Right, but I, I think Kendrick does have. I, I think all of his albums are very artistic in the sense that it is an array of the kinds of styles of rap. That's why I say he's the closest to hip hop because he's artistic. And I think yeah, one of the nine, one of the elements of hip hop is like hip hop art. So his his albums are art, but his his songs individually want to kind of hit all across the board. And I think there's an astrological property to it because I'm into astrology. But like I think what he wants to do is he wants to represent everyone in his album. Like so, if you want a song about like fucking and drugs and all that stuff, there's a song for you. If you want a song about like you know, like contemplation on the the future of the blah blah blah. There's a song for you too. If you want just something with just a fat beat and him just kind of really not rapping, but the beat is really the highlight. He's got a song for you on his album. You know what I mean? And it's like I, that's why like my girlfriend and I we kind of built our relationship on Kendrick because that's her favorite rapper, and I didn't know much about him, and she introduced me to him like as a whole. Um, I give credit to my best friend Mike too. He made me listen to uh to pimp a butterfly and i was like this is art like i don't i don't really get the words rap isn't really my thing but this is definitely art <laughs> you know what i mean um so when we listened to the album like we played it all the way through i'm like this is all the songs didn't hit right so all of his mainstream songs i wasn't too fond of but um some of the songs on the album the last one he had uh, last album he had damn it was just like this is art. this is some of the most artsy shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I mean it's really impressive. Um, right. So I agree with you. Like I love Tupac too. Tupac for a long time was my second favorite rapper. Um, and I you can't always listen to Pac, right? Because you're gonna want to go either you know fight a white dude or you know drink alcohol and call like hit up your ex or something like that. You know what I mean? Like just really destructive, <laughs> right? Just destructive. You know, <laughs> but some like, but a lot of it is very artistic and very like, yeah, I can definitely understand that. You don't have to be a certain color to get what he's talking about. You know, that's what I love right. about. But you know, mind you, I said there's an astrological property. They're both, they both have very similar birthdays, and I think that that's on purpose. I, I think like the way they do music or see music is very reminiscent of their astrological sign. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that I think that you can hit the nail on the head because I think I think I would put um, not, not not saying like uh, level of talent or anything like that, but just kind of different style, 
uh, or the, the way they style their things. Um, uh, kind of put, you know, in that, like, artistic rap uh, category, you know, like your Kendricks and, and like, your Most Gus and your Nas, your Nas interviews. Yeah, I think Nas, Moe's, I think um, Talib, those guys are the, the dying breed of hip-hop, right? Um, I think they are actually hip-hop artists. I don't really look at them as rappers, so to speak. Now, you could look at Moe's and you could look at Talib and um, you can really call them hip-hop artists, MCs. Nas, you, he started off as a rapper became conscious and then went back reverted back to rap you know what I'm saying and he's kind of right. like the blurred line to me um, Kendrick is kind of along the, the same lines as Nas because the line is kind of blurred because he could be a hip hop artist if he decided to like go the J. Cole route and do it my way like I'm going to do it my way though I don't think Cole's a hip hop artist he's not good enough but what I'm saying is like he is like he's really into the art really into the expansion of it really into helping other people like blow up right Kendrick is just sheer talent and art right um another representation of that um I would say is Eminem now Eminem isn't hip-hop to me but Eminem is the best rapper ever (laughs) like if you want to go sheer like rap nobody's touching Eminem with rap because when I say rap I mean he has his own style he has his own set of like skills and talents. He has proven himself through all the elements of hip hop. Every single element of hip hop, Eminem has, has proven himself. You know what I mean? But that doesn't make him a hip hop artist. I think it, it really just boils down to subject matter. And the only thing that separates Eminem from a hip hop artist is his subject matter. <laughs> he doesn't really choose like to uplift his community. He chooses to be Eminem. And that's okay. Like, Eminem is going to be Eminem. And Eminem's like, if you don't like it, battle me and see what happens. Because <laughs> he's beat every single person that he's ever battled. He is in the, the rap fashion. He's into, like, rap. Like, I mean, he, he's been in movie. I mean, he's done everything. He's represented battle rap. He's represented everything. Like, just with his whole self. You know, and I think that also has astrological properties to it. Because he's untouchable. He's the king of rap. There's nobody that can beat Eminem. They can't even cancel him, for God's sakes. I mean, you, know, <laughs> you lefties can't even damn touch him. It's it's amazing. That's how powerful he is. So you think that um, uh, to be considered a hip-hop artist, you have to give back to your community? Not give back. What I'm saying is the subject matter has to be able to uplift and or, like, point out a situation... And, and Eminem does point out a, a particular type of situation, but I don't think it's completely reminiscent of the hip-hop community. Does that make sense? All of the Munchausen by proxy that his mom was, you know, perpetrating, all the things that he went through with Kim, all like being a single dad and having to try to fight his way through a, 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 a holy black system, like a kind of a reverse racism type system, where it's a white guy going into this black, like... Enterprise, if you want to call it that, because most of the you know CEOs of the record companies are white and Jewish. But if, if you know what I'm saying, but like if you if you want to look at the situation like on a topical level, yeah, I mean he does represent a struggle, but I don't think it's the struggle of the people who predominantly listen to his music. So that I think that separates 
him from, I would say, a hip-hop artist. And if I could be racist with regards to Eminem being white in a hip-hop world, it's that. His struggle doesn't really represent the typical black struggle. And to me, in order to represent hip-hop, you have to have been there and you have to rap about that on a conscious level to uplift through your music, not even always just a financial contribution to your neighborhood, but through your music, you have to like represent the the elements of hip hop. And I think Eminem represents four out of the nine, but I don't think it's enough to make him a hip hop artist. No. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's as uh, you know, like if I had to, if I had to quantify hip hop artists, my favorite rapper of all time, um, minus Kendrick, minus Eminem, is Rakim. And Rakim, do you know who that is? I do. Rakim, it, to me, is hip-hop. Because he is, like, like hip-hop's consciousness. Um, I'm not sure if you've listened to him recently, but it's more than just paid in full. It's like, you know, the 18th letter and the master and all the albums that he had, like, in the 90s, where he completely abandoned the the previous hip-hop structure and kind of rebuilt hip-hop with, say, other artists like Karis One and other artists like, you know, uh, Poor Righteous Teacher and Professor Griff and like these guys that that have made hip-hop a culture um i think what ended up happening real fast is that rap became super commercial and it kind of buried the culture that was being created and then it bred your you know tupacs and your uh m&ms and your you know your biggies and your nas your jay-z's and your nas and stuff that kind of blurred that line because they could they have rap skill but they only represent very small numbers of the elements of hip hop. And the 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 more popular the rappers became, the less they represented the more important elements of hip hop. Because as, you know, Diddy and Jay-Z and all these guys start getting famous, they represent like hip hop fashion, but they don't really represent the music anymore, the culture or the the message anymore. You know what I mean? And um, that's where you get that line blurred. But in the case or, of him, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Or this is this is kind of how I feel about uh, uh, quote unquote underground artists, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I agree with, with most most of what you said. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I agree with uh, things happening and things becoming too commercial, mm-hmm. because if you anything can be commercial if it's purchased. No, I think it's more like marketing and structure, payment structure. <laughs> that makes it commercial. I think. Well, no, because because you take like you take underground artists, right? And everybody's mm-hmm. always talking about how like, well, this underground rapper doesn't get any kind of play, and he's much better than this person, right? I like, say that uh, all the time. A yeah. Huge, <laughs> a huge underground rapper. Um, you know, you got uh, a moral technique or atmosphere, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yes, they are talented, and yes, they do talent. They they have a bunch of fucking talented shit, but they put out albums, they put out records. If people bought them more, 
they would be commercially successful. I think it's a decision on the artists on whether or not to go what they call mainstream. And if you want to sign with Universal, there's a lot of you get more publication, you get more like spread, but they're like, but you become a, a mechanism. And in order to not become a mechanism, there isn't a good way for a rapper or an artist not to become or to get the same level of of hype in in um, in production and selling without going to one of the big producers and distributors, right? Like, so there's, about, there, there's a there's a blurred line. There's a line. What about what about the what about the the, the white boy that's doing it now? What white boy? Tom McDonald. Who? Tom McDonald. I've never heard him before. He just fucking he just hit him. He, he his newest single just hit it like number one on the hip hop charts. Uh, those are the rap charts, <laughs> okay? Because what what people have to understand is that well, just because on, you say on, it's hip hop doesn't mean it's hip hop. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, he hit a, he hit a one on hip hop. He hit a five on the pop charts. Anyway, he and he broke the top forty, and he has no record label. How much money do you see from that? Um, according to Google, he's worth twelve million right now. I mean, I, I, honestly, I'm not close enough to know what no, his that, music is. But what, that, I, what I'm saying is, and what I think the, my grander point is, is that I think the underground rapper, I, I agree with you, the underground rapper can be successful, can get monetary success, can be like touted as like an unsung hero of the hip-hop world, right? I do agree with that. But what I'm saying is there is a whole faction, there's a whole mechanism that people call hip-hop that is not. Okay? And I think people have to create that distinction. I don't know who this this white boy is that you're talking about. I don't know who he is. And I, I would... I would be doing myself and him a disservice if I say that what he's producing isn't hip hop because I haven't heard his music. But what I'm saying is just be, like because he can like because he can excel at what is perceived to be the hip hop charts and what's perceived to be the top 40 and what's perceived to be these these uh, these functions that are supposed to label who is like hot and who's not like. Um, like that that isn't a good representation of success and I think that we, we get into the same argument with music and we get into the same argument with movies just because he's popular and he's making money doesn't mean that he's he's like good or he can stand up to any of the no, of that's, his predecessors that I, that's not what I was arguing what I was saying what I was saying is is you were talking about um Hip hop is becoming too commercial and pushing the culture down. No, rap is becoming commercial. Hip hop is is for all intents and purposes dead. <laughs> is what I was saying. Hip hop doesn't really exist in its pure form anymore. I say the closest we get is Kendrick. The closest we get is Eminem in some respects. Like we don't see hip hop anymore. And and it, with Tom Holland, whatever his name is, <laughs> whoever it was, the rapper you just said. With him excluded because I haven't heard him, what I'm saying is I haven't heard authentic 100% hip hop uh, in years, uh, maybe a, like maybe almost two decades, um, because it's it's the lines become blurred. They represent some of the elements, but not all the elements. 
and hip-hop represents all those elements. Rakim, to me, represents all those elements. You know what I mean? Uh, KRS represents all those elements. Poor Righteous Teacher, like, represents all those elements. Professor Griff, you know, all those guys represent all the elements of hip-hop. I haven't seen anyone represent all those elements of hip-hop um, in decades. But somebody who gets close is Kendrick, Eminem, um, Andre 3000. Like, like these guys, like, they... they you know, are like a last of kind of a die, like a dead breed. They're they're like the offspring of a dead breed. You know what I mean? Well, I'm just curious. I would just, you know, what about Drake? Drake isn't rap or hip hop. He's neither. He's pop. He's rap pop. He's like watered down. But doesn't he rap? I'm sorry. But he raps. Though. He's rap watered down. Like he he can't touch a Kendrick who's a rapper. Rap. He is. He's everybody. He's, everybody I'm not hating on Drake po- either. I think I think he. I mean, everybody he hasn't lost a battle. The best ever. I'm sorry. Everybody top ten is being like the best ever. Best ever what? <laughs> you know, best, best ever dude for suburbia. Like that's ridiculous because Kendrick Lamar would destroy Drake. First off, like I mean, he would just dismantle him. <laughs> And secondly, Drake is a pop star. He wants to, he's a pop star. He's like Taylor, he's a t- Taylor Swift of rap. Like, there's no, I mean, he'll, he'll tell you himself that he's like an R&B singer that has bars, but he's not even writing his own bars, so. You just go away. Me? No. Oh, I was like, oh, I'm sorry for telling the truth. No, I'm just joking. Um, yeah, Drake <laughs> definitely needs to stop. Like, I, I think... I'm not sure if you've ever seen this, but there is there was this guy named Frank Ocean. I've never heard his music, but he was supposed to show up um, at a concert um, with um, what's his name, Tyler the Creator. So Tyler the Creator, I like, was, I like, I like Tyler the Creator. He's, he's great. Um, he was like supposed Frank to get on stage with Tyler the Creator, and Frank Ocean was supposed to show up, but Drake showed up instead, and he got like he got like booed off stage. Um, yeah, they they literally booed him because they wanted to see Frank Ocean. He goes, "Do y'all know who I am?" And they like booed him. He goes, "All right, I see y'all were here for Frank Ocean. I'm gonna leave." So he just left. Right? He didn't even rap any. He was supposed to go to a club, like maybe a month later. So he goes into the club, and they were like, "I'm sorry, who are you?" He goes, "I'm Drake, like the rapper." And they were like, "You're not on the list, man." Like this is all on TMZ, mind you. I'm watching this. It was called the downfall of Drake. Like he was getting kicked out of stuff. Like he actually lost a battle against Pusher T um, from the Clips. You remember that that band group? You remember Clips grinding? Yeah, yeah, that guy. No. They were twins. Okay, one is called Clips. The other one is I think it's called Pusher T. And um, he got he lost a battle because they like the guy from Clips found out he had an illegitimate son and. All that kind of jazz. So he beat him in a battle rap. And then after that, Drake was found out that he has like a ghostwriter, somebody that writes all of his lines and stuff. And he basically fell off the map. So you bringing up Drake is like, uh, yeah, I, I think Drake pretty much shot himself in the foot. Like, is stopping. I mean, this, is, but... this just goes to show you how much I pay attention to what's going Same-sies, on right now. Right? Same Because <laughs> the only reason I know like Drake's recent stuff is because I think. I was getting into an argument with somebody about Drake being like the goat is is what he said, and I was like Drake isn't even a sheep because he's not he's not relevant anymore. 
like he had like a stint where he was just on everybody's tracks and he was Mr. Feature, but that's because like he wants to be something that he's not, and that's talented. <laughs> Drake is not talented. He 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 he's a good he's an actor. He like you know can deliver the lines, but he's not like writing them. It's not coming from him. So everything is just very surface level with Drake. That's why he. See, that, that's what I find frustrating, right? It's yeah. like. Is, is like there's you know I, if you want to call it commercial hip hop or whatever yeah. there's there's levels in, in commercialism in, in the hip hop world rap and rap world you, why do you keep saying hip hop because everything is labeled everything is labeled hip hop and I don't I don't yeah and that's how you kill that's how you kill something that's supposed to be authentic and genuine as you call everything I don't, I don't I don't know if I necessarily subscribe to your total view of hip hop no I understand that but if you keep calling Drake like hip hop then you're pretty much shitting on the culture because <laughs> he's not he's, he's he's not at all and I think that's the point you're trying to make but what I'm saying um, is like there's rappers and there's, but that, that, there's that's what, yeah I mean that's that's what I'm saying is like is like everybody can considers and touts Drake as being like this awesome thing but then you have actual talented hip hop artists and like Yellow Wolf who get fucked on all the time yeah Yellow Wolf is great um and I'm sorry to keep beating this this dead horse is Yellow Wolf isn't hip hop he's a rapper it's, there's, there's like a rap culture and then there's a hip hop culture and you keep saying nah, I think, yeah, I think, I think, that's I think not that's, the same thing <laughs> I, I think you're wrong there I, I'm, I'm not this, this is not even me talking there's like elements of hip hop that's why I keep referring to it because there's like a book <laughs> and there's like a whole culture that's built around hip hop and not from something I've created but from the hip hop artists that I mentioned earlier they created like a hip hop doctrine okay I've read this doctrine, and calling Yellow Wolf is not representative of that doctrine. Is what I'm saying. So, in order to then you haven't listened, you haven't listened to enough Yellow Wolf. I've listened to a lot of Yellow Wolf, but when he talks about getting popping the trunk and getting the biscuits, that's not that's not hip hop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's not that album is that album is 12 years old. Right. But what I'm saying is he ain't hip hop <laughs> because. Even if you take Yellow Wolf as your example, I'm taking Eminem as my example. And if you're saying Yellow Wolf is more hip-hop than Eminem, then I say, first off, you're wrong. And secondly, Eminem doesn't represent the doctrine. So I can only assume in the transitive property of math that Yellow Wolf is not representing the doctrine. I mean, unless he switched his entire style, which can happen in 12 years. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and um, root that... <laughs> <laughs> that the rapper Yellow Wolf is has nothing to do with hip hop. Hip hop artist. Because he would call himself he would call himself an MC if he were a hip hop artist. He doesn't call himself that. He calls himself a rapper. Um, hip hop artist. This is great. I love. Um, I love. No, there's no, there is. There's what? There is. There's what? Hip hop artists have a different viewpoint on what hip hop is. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, you have to first qualify to be a hip hop artist to have a viewpoint on something that you're not a part of. I mean, you can have a oh, viewpoint, okay. but you can't talk about like 
the priestship. No, if you're not a priest you or have never read the Bible, if, if you've never read the Bible, you, it's really hard to argue with, a, you know, a priest. <laughs> yeah, you should have. Uh, before we got on this morning, you should have warned me that I was uh, that I was uh, getting on with fucking Charlemagne the God. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that dude's a piece of shit, okay? Like, I'll be the first one to say it. He doesn't represent anything. Like, he is just... He's the Howard Stern of, like, you know... No, he's what not. he calls the rap world. Like, you know, fuck and that He is dude. not Howard, Howard he is, Stern. He's a shock jockey. Maybe I'm not using the right example, but he's just... He just wants to say shit because he, that's how you get he's views just and a, listens. He's, he's, he's a terrible a cabbie human. hater. He's... Right. I'm a hater. I know that. I'm a hater. I, I know that. Okay? You knew that I was a hater once. I told you when we, before we even ever got on the line, I said, hey, warning, I'm a hater. <laughs> I'm going to come at you whether or whether you're right or not. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what I do, okay? With this particular thing, you're wrong, because I do take it very seriously. Like, hip-hop is something different, and the fact that you keep skewing it upsets me because I don't listen to rap now, but hip-hop is kind of our own, like, people who are listening right now who love hip-hop like they're like you know like that's our thing like we still have that like don't touch that because the media and the world is calling everything hip-hop but there's nothing hip-hop about this because if they really knew what hip-hop was or what was what it was intended to be they wouldn't be calling people like yellow wolf hip-hop they wouldn't be calling this new white dude though i haven't listened to him they wouldn't be calling him hip-hop because you know it just you got to read the doctrine is all I'm saying. What I'm saying is, if you're comparing me to Charlemagne the God, what, I, what I'm saying, Charlemagne the God's a piece of shit. I'm not a piece of shit. I'm just a hater. Okay. We, we, what I'm saying is, you're based off what you described. You exclude too many important people. No, I think they the are way. important to a different cause. You you keep putting them with hip hop, and if you haven't read the doctrine, you wouldn't know the frame of reference that I'm going from. And we may disagree, and, and that's what this show is about. It's about us disagreeing and me like being right, and you just like just living in your feelings, right? What I'm saying is like there is an actual book, okay? <laughs> There's a book, and there there are tenets. And it was written by Charlemagne the God. It was not. It was written by Karis One. It was endorsed by all the hip hop artists of the time that no longer exactly exist anymore because it's it's, it's like the holy doctrine of, of hip hop. I'm sorry. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Stop shitting on my doctrine, okay? Like this is—you're <laughs> basically coming at my hip hop religion, and I don't appreciate that. I'm gonna try to cancel you. Um, <laughs> you can't come at my religion. Um, because with 3D glasses and the <laughs> pop-up books. <laughs> so, that's so—that's funny, but it's really—it's uh, really rude. Um, so, no, let's let's talk about Kanye West. Real quick. Um, you knew it was coming. Let's talk about Kanye West, and you knew it was coming. Um, he's worth six point six billion dollars. My question is how? <laughs> yeah, he's he's yeah yeah yay is worth six point six billion dollars. He's the richest black man in the world, and he made the ugliest pair of sneakers I've ever fucking seen. He in makes my the life. ugliest clothes I've ever seen in my life <laughs> there are oversized ripped things that he doesn't even wear he doesn't wear these things and yet how is it how is it worth 6.6 $6 billion dollars like how is he worth 6.6 $6 billion dollars I, I don't know 
don't know. I need you to answer that question for me. I have no idea. You have no idea. You have no idea how Kanye West, I'm going to run for president and get 10,000 votes, is worth <laughs> $6.6 billion. He's a master marketer. Uh, he's a psychopath. He's a psychopath and he's a, you know, piece of shit. I mean, honestly, I don't know. Maybe he has some mental things that are, that need to be checked out. But how is he worth six point six billion dollars? How's that math add up? Because he has a closing line that everybody fucking buys. He's got buys. I've never seen anybody in any Yeezys. Maybe I'm not in the right areas. I, I don't see it I anywhere. I've seen on TV. I see people with Yeezys all the time here. Really? It's weird. Huh. They're gross. So, Jesus. Are you are you a big sneakerhead though? Are a sneak? No, not at all. I have like two pairs of sneakers, and one looks like I'm either a rich white dude or I like rough times black dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know the sneakers I'm talking about, like you know. <laughs> Those are the same sneakers you was wearing when I'm in. Most likely, honestly, like I I don't. Fifteen years ago. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Well, so I, I like, I think then, then you're probably not paying attention. Facts. Um, I'm a big sneakerhead. I have all kinds of sneakers. Really? Um, and so I, I frequently look at what's on people's feet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you Tarantino? <laughs> no, I mean it's just, it's just, a, it's just, a, it's an appreciation thing. Oh, oh, right, right. What, what the hello? Huh? Hello? I thought I, I thought calling you Tarantino for your foot thing was it was I thought you hung up. Oh yeah. <laughs> My bad. Sneakers are awesome, man. Art. No, well you were going to a point. You were going you were saying you were a sneakerhead, you have a lot of sneakers, you look at people's feet. Are you saying that you notice people wearing like a shit ton of Kanye's, and that's why he's worth six point six billion dollars? Yeah, I mean it's 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 that kind of shit, man. He he has his own record company, he has his own group of artists. He makes What's money his off record company's yeah. name? I I know he I don't does, but know. yeah, I, I, uh, it's not called Yeezys, is it? I, if anything, any news or anything that happens with that guy, I try to stay as far away from as possible. Right, I think. Like, because he just affects my well being. <laughs> you said he doesn't, or he does every time you see a story. He does, like, I, I don't know, like his energy feeds off, like his energy. Yeah, yeah he's uh, a, I'm not a Kanye guy, sorry. You know what's so funny is that my best friend Michael has the same birthday as Kanye West, so does my girlfriend. <laughs> so, like, they're gonna snap at any moment, and I'm gonna be trapped right in the middle. <laughs> they're both gonna snap at the same time, and I'm just stuck. Um, they're gonna be wearing MAGA hats. Right, you're like, oh, they're gonna both run for president, and this is gonna be gross. I just, <laughs> and you know what's so funny is Kim Kardashian has the same birthday as me. <laughs> she got the fuck out. She got out, right? I'm like, yo, give me some of that money, Kim. Let's go, like, do a Libra <laughs> tour. Let's do, <laughs> let's do a tour of like being with crazy ass uh, June 8 Gemini's. Um. I just, I'm just confused about, like, just the music world in general. Like, people on Spotify, like, the musicians that have their music being able to be downloaded on Spotify, 
aren't getting paid for it. So I'm kind of at like a crossroads where like Anita Baker is like, don't my favorite songstress is Anita Baker. She's saying, don't download my music because they don't pay me. And I'm like, well, I won't. But that kind of sucks. And then Tom York made the same comment maybe two or three years ago where he's like, has anyone seen it done from like Spotify or Google Play or any of these like, you know, music sites? And I'm like, well, damn, I'm not going to not download Radiohead. But at the same time, I want these guys to get paid for their like downloads and stuff but well, if know, they didn't want their shit on Spotify they can get it taken down they can. if they don't get the masters then they don't they can't Spotify negotiated with everybody that produces and uh, distributes these, these songs for back end royalties mm. I hope they're getting paid from Spotify man that would really suck because I love Spotify I think it's great um, let me tell you a story about Spotify real quick so I was trying to get, uh, I got Spotify, I bought like the premium or whatever, and I was trying to get In Rainbows by Radiohead, the album, and they didn't have it, so I was like, this is a fucking waste, I immediately canceled my subscription, (laughs) I really did, I said, if you don't have In Rainbows, like arguably one of the best albums Radiohead has ever done, um, then you're not a, a very good service, I mean, that's just, everybody... Any Radiohead fan has in rainbows on their download list. So I left. They asked you why. Why are you leaving? I said, you don't have... And I was like being silly, right? I was like, you don't have in rainbows by Radiohead. Like, that's a waste of, you know, a subscription. Like, that's terrible. How you call yourself a serious music site and not have in rainbows by Radiohead? So then I sent it and then just went on about my business. Three months later, I get an email from Spotify saying, we have in rainbows by Radiohead. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so I got, I've had a subscription ever since. <laughs> so they build, like, you know what I mean? Like, they, like, took that into consideration. You know what I mean? I was like, whoa. Like, okay, that's pretty cool. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Like, Google Music is doing that shit. Um, <laughs> you was like, bye. <laughs> Except they have all the music, though. Like, they would have been rainbows, but you gotta pay for it. And then I pay for all this music on Google. And then Google Music is like no more. And that was YouTube Music. And all the music I've ever bought over the course of like 11, 12 years is now gone. They said, yeah. Right. Right. Like, gone. Like, sorry. Um, download YouTube Music and start over. I was like, uh-uh. uh-uh. Anyway. So what are you doing today? Not much yet. Probably sit around the house for a while. Sit around the house? I mean, are you going to watch the Snyder Cut again? Hello? Did you hang up? Chef? I might. You might watch it again? Oh, yeah. I want to know if you like it or not. I don't want to know anything about it. Um, I want to talk about... I want to have a specific episode about this. Um... Because, um, yeah, I did. Um, do you watch anime? I do not. Have you ever? Um, there's only one anime I ever really got into. Full Death Alchemist. Note. Oh, Death Note. Death Note is great. Season three was terrible, but the first two seasons were like almost perfect anime. <clears throat> um, to answer your other question. 
like Justice League a lot more than I thought I would. I like. didn't ask that question. <laughs> I said I didn't you want did. to know anything about it. <laughs> I specifically you said you said, just wanted to know if I liked it or not. I did not. I did not say that at all. <laughs> you said I wanted. To know I said if you I don't want to know if you liked it or not. I don't want to know any of the details. I'm gonna have a separate episode about this. Play back the tape. Oh. Yeah, play back the tape. Play back the tape. I did not ask play you for your tape. opinion. I didn't want to know it. Um, so Fine, even if whatever. I did ask, I didn't want to know. I, I know you liked it, okay? If anything, if talking to you for these past few weeks has taught me anything, is I knew you were going to like it, okay? Oh, My sorry. argument... No, I, no, absolutely. I knew you were going to love it. Because you loved the first one, okay? No, I didn't! <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I know you didn't like it. Oh, so I know, I know. I, what I'm saying is, I knew you were gonna like this better because it wasn't Joss Whedon, and it wasn't like it, it was. It was Zack Snyder, and I know how much you love all of his work. Okay, I, I love all his work. you do love all of his work. I know. Jesus Christ! I knew you were gonna like it, so I, that, I wouldn't even have asked that question. My my intent wasn't to find out whether or not you liked it. I knew you were gonna love it. I knew you were gonna say it's ten times better than the original. It really brings DC back comics, DC comics back to life. Blah blah blah. It's sad that they won't be able to make another one. I'm gonna make a petition. I'm gonna like, you know, you're gonna say all that stuff. I get it. Okay. I I I think I've understood what's been going. I didn't even petition the first one to be made. I'm sorry. I didn't even petition this one to be made. You didn't. You weren't part of the, you know, release the Zack Snyder cut hashtag release the Zack Snyder cut. I wasn't. You? Oh wow, that's surprising. That's really surprising, actually. I figured you started it. Yeah. Um, that you were the first one to say, hey, you know what? They should hashtag release the, the Zack Snyder cut. And then everyone's like, you know what? Yeah. Because who gives a fuck otherwise? Uh, I'm, I'm surprised you're not the one that's on, the, on Rotten Tomatoes just like hate reviewing. <laughs> I've, I've released so many hate reviews of a movie I haven't seen yet. Because that's, yeah, so that's what I do. That's what I do. You have so many opinions of movies that you've never seen. I've read them. That doesn't sound the same thing. You it know it's it. the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's close enough, Stephen. I agree. It's no, not it's the same not. thing. It's close enough. It has to be. It's not the same thing. Because why else would I waste my time for a movie that isn't worth my time? I'm not saying Zack uh-huh. Snyder's movie isn't worth my time. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it tonight. Okay. That's why I didn't want to talk about it. I'm, but since you opened up the door, let's talk about it. I, I didn't open up the door. You no, Stephen. You kicked the door open and you said Zack Snyder cut, and you started taking things. And n- now no, we I have to talk about it. Movie. You came at me. And now I'm moving on. Let's talk about India. And, <laughs> I love you, Savinia, dude. I. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I, I, okay, if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. I said I didn't want to talk about it, then you started talking about it. So, I mean, I guess we can change the subject. If you don't want to talk about it, we don't want to talk about it. Okay, okay, Steven. Like, I, we've been fighting a lot lately. I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> I don't know why you're coming at me. I've been nothing but combative with you since we started <laughs> talking um, on the podcast. I'm sorry? You're like a cross between Bill O'Reilly and Charlemagne the God. Charlemagne the Riley? Uh-uh. No. I've, I rebuke that. Just a bunch of... Just a bunch of... Zach and Bill O... Uh, Bill O the God? Uh-uh. No. 
<laughs> I'm not taking that. You know who you are though. You're like a you're like an actor. Any any actor <laughs> on these shows who has this self righteous opinion about their opinion and shits on everyone else's opinion. Who who literally who says who literally says and and I quote, you're wrong. How could you say that to someone about their opinion, Steven? Answer that question. You said that. <laughs> you know what makes me different from Bill O'Reilly and Charlemagne the God? You are It's because I'm a menace. That's why. Right they're not menacing. I'm a menace, okay? <laughs> I admit that. <laughs> I'm so crazy. I'm a nut. They actually have composed arguments. I'm just crazy. I just don't want you to win an argument that you're not trying to have. Anyway, um, <laughs> you will not win the argument that I started. Uh, I know whose side the listeners are on. Okay, first off, side whose side they're on, and then being able to distinguish who's logical and who's not are two different things. Just because, <laughs> <laughs> just because they understand that I'm a little crazy doesn't mean they're not on my side. They, they're like, we've listened to Stacy for a while, so we're on his side. But yeah, Stephen obviously makes more sense. You know what I mean? Like, those are two different things. Okay. Uh-huh. Um. If we're not talking about the Steiner cut now that you've opened up the door, then I mean, let's talk about. I'm trying to talk about it. You haven't seen it yet. I'm not trying to talk about it. You brought it up. <laughs> you brought it up, and I'm just basically trying to understand why. You should have watched it already, but I, I should have watched it already. But it was your birthday. What did you want me to do? <laughs> that's, nothing, that's nothing to do with anything. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna watch it because I wanted to put my full attention on it. Like I'm doing other things, Stephen. Like I'm trying to build a multimedia uh, conglomerate, if that's the right word. And I have a lot of things to do, and I can't devote six hours of my life to a movie. I just I can't. That's like three it's movies. Not six hours. I'm sorry. It's not six hours. It's not. It's four. Four hours. Yeah. That's the longest movie not made by James Cameron like everyone knows that <laughs> outside of James Cameron that's the longest movie that's two that's two um, movies not made by James Cameron put together like that's a lot um, by the way I love James Cameron what is the okay so I have a question for you what is the best what, what sequel is better than the original in your eyes? Like, is there any movies out there with with, with whom sequel is better than the original? Uh, Godfather Two. Okay, okay. I'm a little partial to Godfather One, but I can see that, right? Terminator Two is so much better than Terminator One that. Yeah. 100%. I mean, it is absolutely incredible. Now, it's a different time. So different times, different tech, like different technology, different things that they can do with whatever. Just the story itself, though, is just so damn good. Why are they not making movies based off of Judgment Day, like Terminator Two? Why are they trying to do all this extra stuff? They did this. Stumbled at the box office. You said what? I said they they did. They tried to go back into that Judgment Day two universe of Terminator and it failed. When? Which one? What was it? The one with uh, 
The girl from Game of Thrones. Amelia Clark. Oh, that was Genesis. Was it? Yeah. Genesis, Genesis was the one where they went back before um, the 80s. So that was before Terminator 1. I think Dark Fate is the one you're talking about. The most recent with uh, Linda Hamilton or whatever. Yeah, that one had the one guy. Well, he had like tentacles and shit. <laughs> Should we be saying this about the Terminator movie? He had tentacles. Have you ever said that about a, about a movie? No, no, no. You're confused. The one chick had the thing and the other guy had the tentacles. <laughs> you ever had to say that about a movie? No, you shouldn't have to. You had to say, no, you're confused. He had tentacles. Um, First off, and second of all, like... So, you have, like, the diabetic robot in Dark Fate, and... There was a T-1000 in one of them. Yeah, he's in all of them. Like, the... Okay, so let's just start by saying that Terminator 2 is so good that I've seen all the Terminators. I hate having seen inferior Terminator movies, but you have to watch them because it may be as good as Terminator 2. The only movie to ever make me cry. <laughs> and I hate that I'm admitting that. Terminator 2 is the only movie I ever cried on, and I've never cried on another movie since because I got laughed at by my entire family because I was crying at the at the point where uh, Terminator's going down into the liquid, he throws his little finger like a thumbs up, and he's getting melted. I start crying at an age where I was a little too old to cry about movies. <laughs> I cried well, I know, we all know you did. Nobody even asked. Like, I wasn't even asked if you ever cried at a movie because I know. You probably cried then in the Justice League, honestly. <laughs> but, like, let's move on. What I'm, what I'm saying is, like, Terminator 2 was great. It was a great movie. Okay? And they haven't made a better, better movie since. They haven't even made a good Terminator since. Now, I can say number four, Salvation, was okay because I've always wanted to see what life was like for the Terminators like for for John Connor and those guys right so that's a good insight but you know insight is only you know as good as a two hour and 19 minute movie you know what I mean like it was a long ass movie and it you know it was just battle after battle like as you do in war and it's like yeah okay like okay the guy is thinks he's a guy but he's actually a robot and it's like the first time they think oh maybe we can send this to the future you know what I'm saying in order to protect my mom from them trying to kill my mom in the past. Okay, anyway. Um, I say Sherlock Holmes Game of Shadows was better than the first Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. Okay. Do you agree or disagree? I, I don't know. I think they're both kind of mediocre movies. Mediocre movies. Um, why are they mediocre? I think mean, they're just they're 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 popcorn movies, man. Popcorn movies. Do you understand? Have you seen the second one? Oh, fuck. <laughs> you, you've seen the second one, I think. They're good times. There's not much, there's not much that's wrong with them. They're not they're not exceptional. They're not things that are gonna last in my memory for a long time. Will I watch them if they're on? Absolutely. If somebody says, "Hey, you want to watch? You want to watch Game of Shadows?" Yeah, sure. Why not? 
what you're doing this just to piss me off. Like you're you're going for ratings right now. You're not even talking from your heart. Like there's no way. No, that's that's how I feel about those movies. <laughs> you're talking from your ass. You're not talking from Steven's the Steven I know's heart. Okay, stop trying to go for ratings. And just tell me how you really feel about these movies, because that's not it. That's how I feel about these movies. It's not it, Steven. I'm not taking that at all. Like, that's not acceptable. Uh, those, those Sherlock Holmes movies do not live in my world rent-free. Yeah, well, that's going to have to be another episode. I, um, I really feel like I've been betrayed in the last uh, ten minutes. Uh, I, game of Shadows. Let me just quickly. Let me just quickly just They're tell just you why like, you're wrong. <laughs> I can't be wrong about something that I'm not right about. Wrong, because Game of Shadows literally takes a moment in American and uh, English and world history, okay, and makes a movie around it so good that it doesn't. Effect the like the actual events that have happened really happened in in the real world. And Sherlock so Holmes just put himself. Bastard. No, it so did not. No, it did not. It didn't because at the end of Inglorious Bastards, they burn and shoot the shit out of Abraham Hit- uh, Abraham Hitler, uh, Al- Adolf Hitler, and that didn't happen in history. That did, that's not real. Abraham Hitler, <laughs> Abraham Hitler. You just you throw you you've like completely melted down on my functions right now. Like I'm just complete. I'm like short circuiting. I don't understand what you. I does not compute. Like I'm just completely confused. But I really appreciate your time, and we will talk to you all next time on full stop. Uh, we got to address this. We'll talk about the Snyder Cut, and we'll also talk about Game of Shadows. Now it's a new thing. Now it's a whole segment that I have to create now that Steven and I have to create because Steven doesn't understand what happened in the movie because Steven was just eating popcorn and wasn't paying attention to the movie. I'll, uh, I'll grow my, I'll, I'll grow my soul patch out just so that I can get <laughs> I, You know, I only have a soul patch right now. <laughs> Whatever. I'm, I'm out. Uh, stop. Get out of my head. All right. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right. Peace bye. Out,